The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology faster than thought possible to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services. Hey, this is the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Thank you very much for being with me today. And of course, today we're going to spend a little time talking about the restaurant industry. A new report that just came out uh, as of uh, Monday morning suggesting that roughly a third of all restaurants in the United States could close as a result of COVID-19, especially small businesses, uh, not the chain restaurants we're talking about necessarily, but a lot of the mom and pop businesses that make the restaurant industry and bar industry what it is in this country are under threat because of this. At the same time, these companies are trying to keep themselves afloat. Staffing these businesses is becoming increasingly difficult as well. And joining me today to talk a little bit about that challenge is Bobby Castor. Uh, she has a company called Barfly. She works in the staffing industry when it comes to the hospitality industry. Bobby, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you with me today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, and, and this is a difficult time. I mean, we are seeing a, a number of restaurants that are hanging on by a thread at this point in time, uh, but it seems like it's a, it's a double whammy. They're not able to operate at capacity right now, uh, but they still need staff to work in these places and they're having trouble finding them. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. It's, um, sometimes it's a conversation of skill versus will. You know, we can teach anyone almost anything, but do you have the will to work in an industry that is not only physically demanding, but mentally and emotionally. I've always said that the people that do well in this business are thick skinned and they are multitaskers. They are fast thinkers. They make quick, decisive decisions and, um, and they stand firm in them. This is not a job for the faint of heart. And uh, after spending so long in this business, it, it always kind of kills me a little bit to hear people say, well, when are you going to get a real job? That's, that's tough because there well, it's are insulting. Some... It's insulting too. It is. I mean... it is. There are people who have been incredibly successful in this business. Um, there are bartenders in Vegas, you know, and, and in bigger cities that make upwards of $70,000 a year. How is that not a real job? I mean, it's, 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 it's baffling to me. It really is. Well, and when you consider how many people in this country actually make their living in this industry, it, it seems to me um, that this is one of those businesses that we really need to do a better job of propping up right now because the landscape on the other side of this, we have no idea what that's going to look like. I mean, these could be potentially devastating and long-term cuts to this industry. Oh, oh, absolutely. We, we don't know when we're going to be able to go back to normal. So there were, there were a lot of individuals who were already struggling so deeply. And now with COVID and uh, the, the current climate that we're in, it's, it's far worse. It's far worse. People who, you know, want to work aren't, they, they, they aren't looking for it because they're, they're home. You know, they're, they're scared to go out. They're, uh, you know, well, just, I, I, I'm interested terrified. to know what, what sort of traffic you're seeing these days. I mean, because there are a lot of people that are out of work right now uh, through no fault of their own, especially those who work in bars, uh, since they have not been allowed to reopen in any real capacity other than some takeout stuff. Uh, are you having trouble finding people that want to staff these gigs right now for those that are out there? Um, there, there are people who want to work. 
there are people who have a, a hard time sitting at home, you know, and then there are the others who like the idea of going back to work, but when it comes to the real practicality of it all, they, they would rather not, you know, and whether they're for their own personal reasons or, um, you know, everybody's, everybody feels comfortable at home, you know, and, and everyone's scared. Well, and of course, I mean, you know, you have a situation that's as unstable as, as uh, whether or not we're going to reopen schools, too. I mean, that seems to be something that's going to be a big factor in whether or not people are able to take these jobs. Um, oh, it's, it's huge. There are, there's a lot of single mothers in this industry. I was one of them for a long time. Um, we, daycare sometimes is a, is a problem for every family. You know, and then uh, having having being in a business that now you're you're putting yourself out there to the public, and you're not entirely sure what you might bring home to your family. That's tough. There are a lot of people who are leaving this business. A lot of really great talent we're watching, you know, go out the door because of the uncertainty. You know, I mean, the the money is only motivating for an employee for so long. You know, you have to have a real love and passion and and know that this is where you belong. Well, interesting. I mean, well, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, that seems to be one of the big issues with the hospitality industry in general is the compensation structure. And with the uncertainty and the lack of customers, especially in-person dining customers, the idea of tipped income seems to be um, something that maybe doesn't work in this environment. Uh, Do we have to start talking about the compensation structure for people in restaurants and bars? Oh, um, you know, it's, Absolutely. It should be a conversation. Um, it's, it's tough because a lot of places only operate between a three and 5% profit margin. So to be able to pay your employees more, you have to raise your prices. And then it, it takes a few regular people to come into your bar and say, oh, well, you know, burgers were 13 a week ago. Now they're 15. We understand what you're doing, but we don't want to pay for it. And we're not going to return. That's a tough spot for a lot of people to be in. And especially now when we can't bring in the revenue like we used to. There are so many people that are at 25% capacity, 50% capacity. There are, you know, smaller mom and pop places that are only open from like four to close because A, they can't staff the morning shifts and B, they can't afford it. It's, um, it's, a, tight, it's a tight little scale right now. People are doing the best that they can, but a lot of places didn't get the small business loans. Well, and, and so what does that do for the talent pool? I mean, uh, are the people who do want to work, are they in a position where they have better choices than maybe they did before? Are, are they sort of in the driver's seat about uh, which positions to take? Or, or is it still something that works in the favor of, of the owners as opposed to the employees? Oh, this is, this is going to go both ways. It, uh, certainly, if you have a strong resume and you're talented and you want to go out, you want to work, you want to make the money, um, there are 100 positions open for you. Um, and, and, and employers want to see that. They want real talent. You know, it, it takes a lot to, to find someone who doesn't really love it, who just kind of, you know, wants the easy money. They, they never last. And then an employer feels like they've wasted their time, you know, training someone who's been here for two weeks. But the people who really, really love the job, there are every, I can think of a hundred places that are hiring. Everybody's looking for good staff. Everybody. Because, I mean, that's, that, that's your team. To, to put together a good staff is, is really, it's quite a feat. It's doable. And um, the, the talent's there. The talent's there. They can go anywhere. 
you obviously live very close to a train. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's a part of it's part of this whole COVID thing as we do these Zoom Zoom meetings. So I, I will actually leave this in the interview. It, it's okay, um, uh, but uh, it, it's funny. Um, I used to live near a train, and uh, those interruptions happen. They, but, they say you get used to it. It's never but, true. Well, you say that there's a hundred positions out there for talented people right well, now. Is that is that creating problems for you as a recruiter? Because you're you're there to help place people into the right environment and to help these people staff up right now. What, what are you seeing when it comes to the people that are coming to you um, for your assistance right now? So it's a mixed bag. Um, I see a lot of really talented people who, I mean, I can get placed in a moment, especially if you're, you know, you're ready to get up and go to work every day and uh, hustle. There's a lot of hustle in it. And then um, when I, and then I see a lot of people who just kind of are, haphazardly in it like oh I'll, I'll simply go to work in a bar I won't have to work that hard I'm cute people just give me money you know they they're in it for the party environment because this is a this is a big party environment you know there are a lot of different types of establishments but you know a lot of the really successful ones are nightclubs you know late night sports bars you know you have your fine dining and your white linen and um you know, there, there's a, a variety of different types of places. Um, I, I love to see, I love to see a, a good come together. I love to see a good owner and a, a really great bartender create some great cocktails and does, you know, provide some great service. Um, a lot of the individuals I see have no desire to even show up to a, a 10 minute interview with me. You know, I'll, for the sake of argument, I'll put out an ad, I'll get 100 responses, I'll lose 25 off the rip to qualifications, um, and then I'll set up interviews for the others, and I lose the majority of them. People say they want to work, but sometimes they just don't. I've wasted more of my life waiting on individuals to, to sit down with me for a, a server position, and nobody shows, or they have the most terrible excuses. So it, it really oh, give, me, give me an example of a bad oh, excuse. Oh, okay. So one day I was doing interviews for this great little spot on the water here in Wyandotte and uh, three people that I had interviews for 15 minutes apart, they all couldn't make it because they were all in car accidents. Wow. Like, oh, did you all hit each other? Were you <laughs> in the same intersection? Um, you know, it's, or my babysitter canceled, which I understand, you know, um, or, my car broke down. I can't get a ride. Oh, I totally forgot. Can we reschedule later? So there, there's a lot of airheads in this in this industry. And uh, now is that you know, just a, a is that just a function of the age group you're dealing with? I mean, yes. because yeah, you think so? Oh yes. Oh yes. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to diss millennials uh, and and uh, Gen Z, but um, it, it certainly seems that uh, this might be something that is sort of related to that. It is, you know, I, I think that maybe somewhere along the lines, we stopped teaching our children work ethic. <laughs> I love them all. I, you know, I consider myself an elder millennial, but it's tough. Um, this business for a lot of places, hire individuals from the ages of 19 to 29. There's a lot of life that happens during that time. And, um, you know, whether, whether you, you, you show up and you're ready at 20 to conquer the world or you don't figure that out till later. Um, but I, I support anybody who, who really just wants to, to come into an industry where they can, they can hustle and really make good money. 
Well, I, I have to ask, though, I mean, it seems to me that this is one of those things that you learn something about the person, whether they show up to even talk to you, because this is before they even get to work. I mean, what does that send you about what tell you about whether or not you're going to recommend them for any position? Oh, yeah, it's very important just to just to be professional, even though this is kind of, you know, because uh, you can always say no if you get offered a job. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But what is the harm in trying? What is the harm in just showing up, having a 10 minute conversation? You know, I'd like to think of myself as a pretty good judge of character. I'm, I'm an incredibly fair individual and um, showing up is, is half the battle. You know, show up and show out. Come and just and talk. There's so much that you learn from an individual just by having a conversation. You know, and, and it's not sometimes always about what the employer is looking for in an employee. It's about what's good for the employee. What type of environment are they going to flourish in? I've always said that part of this industry is like, it's like art, food creation, cocktail creation, good service. It is an art form. And art has to be in an environment where it's nourished and it can flow, you know, and you have, you have people who work together and they share the same dream and the same vision and you can be incredibly successful. It's all in your team. It's all in your team. Well, I should remind folks, my guest right now is Bobby Castor. She's the owner of Barflies, which is a staffing agency for the hospitality industry here in Southeast Michigan. She's based in Wyandotte, as she just mentioned. Uh, my mother's from Wyandotte, 18th Street, so I, I like Downriver. Uh, Downriver doesn't get the credit it deserves uh, most it of the time. It doesn't. We have, we have great things happening here. We've got great sports bars, great food, great views, a great boat nightlife. You know, we, we have a good time here. People forget about us sometimes. Well, you know, just wanted to give a little shout out to Down River while I had the opportunity. Uh, but but let's let's talk a little bit about how things are shaping up right now. Because as I mentioned at the very beginning of this, we are looking at a pretty significant consolidation in the industry as a result of, of COVID. Because some of these businesses, frankly, they're, they're not going to be able to make it much longer if they've made it this far already. Uh, what is that going to mean for you as we do start to see a rebound in this, um, are you expecting to all of a sudden have a whole bunch of applicants and not enough jobs out there for them as opposed to what you've got right now? Oh, that's the dream. <laughs> that's the dream. Um, I think that, that, that when everything kind of goes back to normal, you know, and, 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 people, and businesses are able to stand on their own two feet again and, and really kind of flourish back, um, we're going to get those positions filled. Absolutely. People are going to want to come back into this business. Um, we can do it. We can, we can absolutely get it, get it back to where it was. I mean, this is just a hiccup. I mean, it's, it's tough. It's a pretty, big, pretty big hiccup though. It is a huge hiccup, but you know, I'm an optimist. I'd like to, to see everybody succeed. So I, you know, I want to give you an opportunity to uh, talk to some of the people that might be needing your services or some of the people who want to get involved in the restaurant industry. Uh, you know, if they're talking to you, what do they need to know? What do they need to know? What do they need to know about me? Uh, not about you necessarily, about, about okay. what you represent and, and, and that's your stage in their process towards getting a gig. Oh, um, I have been in this for 20 years. Um, I understand that to, to, you have to sometimes put a square peg in a square hole. Find the individual first, find the individual, find the talent, and then find the environment that, that they'll fit the best in. I think that's the goal. 
people in work environments that are happy and are successful and are, are surrounded by great people, like that's, that's the ultimate goal is to, to sometimes just to simply get the right people to the right place. Well, I, you know, I, I want to follow up on something you said earlier, too, though, because there are a lot of people that make a very good career out of this industry, and there are a number of people that have been doing it for, for decades. Uh, but some people, and maybe too many, look at this as just sort of a temporary thing or a stepping stone until they find out whatever their, their career is. Um, what advice do you have for somebody that's approaching it that way as opposed to looking at this as a long-term thing? Oh, do it. Absolutely do it. Go Go into this industry. We... You learn so many great life skills. You learn how to manage customers, to manage people, to, to either, you know, to deflect a terrible situation or to, you know, really just brighten up someone's life. You know, we have a lot of customers that we see that we've known for a long time and they become family. The, the skills that you learn in this job are, there's a multitude of them. There really are. It teaches you to be tough, teaches you to be fast thinking and, uh, and, and strong. It gives you thick skin. And these are all things that you really need in life, just in any industry. Well, I also want to find out what it is your clients are, are what you're learning from them right now about what it is they're looking for and what they need at this point in time. They need certainty. They need certainty. You know, a lot of people love this business and they, they don't want to leave it. But they need to know, they need to know that it's going to be over soon, that, you know, that, that they can go back to their customers and their fun places of employment and, um, and be successful again and, and to make good money. I mean, are any of them suggesting that uh, this is some sort of a new normal uh, that they're going to be dealing with for a while and that they're going to change the way that they sort of operate as a result of this? Yeah, a lot of people are preparing for that, that, that maybe this is just now the temperature we're all just going to move at. Um, and that's tough. And, and, you know, again, working in such small profit margins for owners um, and then uncertainty for potential employees, it's, it's tough. I mean, we're optimistic for it. You know, I have a great team and uh, we're, we're hoping, we're hoping for the best. You know, well, nobody I, wants to see anybody fail. This is one of the largest industries in the nation. We don't, we don't want to see it go under. You well, know? there's been a lot of discussion about whether or not uh, these enhanced unemployment benefits that people have been getting uh, over the past several months, if that's been a disincentive for people to go back to work. Those expired uh, as of a couple of days ago. Yes. We don't know if there's going to be an extension of that or not, but are you expecting there to be an influx of people that are all of a sudden uh, looking again? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the the biggest group of those individuals are line cooks and uh, chefs. You know, the, it's a very high stress environment in a kitchen on a Friday night in the middle of a rush. Like it takes a really tough individual to be able to handle that. And I think that a lot of them have just kind of enjoyed this break, you know, because it's, it's stressful. Um, but now that it's over and now that uh, people won't be making as much staying at home uh, on, for the greater good, um, but we have to get back to work. And, and well, that includes all of us. Well, is, is it line cooks in particular uh, that no, you're seeing demand not. for or is, or is, that, oh, or is it all positions? 
Absolutely. And it's always been kind of astounding to me because there was such a, a boom in the culinary industry. Everybody, you know, a lot of people wanted to go to culinary school, but then we weren't seeing them in the, the pipeline of employment. You know, whether they, whether they thought in culinary school that maybe going to work in a restaurant wasn't going to be quite like it is. You know, maybe they had this little dreamer idea about it. Everybody wants to be the next Gordon Ramsay and Wolfgang Puck, but they had to be line cooks too. Um, <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Very true. Very true. Um, yeah, I think that they're definitely going to come back to work. And I think that's going to be great. It really is because we need them. You know, everybody loves a good meal with good service and good drinks. And um, we need all three of those things to come together. You know, well, you know, if you're if you were in charge of making policy at the state level, uh, there have been some things that have been done specifically to aid the restaurant industry. Things like takeout cocktails are talking about. We're starting to see. Uh, in some communities where they're closing off streets so people can have outdoor dining to allow some uh, eat-in uh, things that would be safer for customers to build up their confidence. Are there other things that you think should be done that would aid this industry right now? I don't think, other than lifting restrictions, there's anything that we can do. Um, and it, here's why. The people who want to be out are going to go out. The people who want to go to Javi Nooner are going to go to Javi Nooner. You know, we, we are humans. I think that you can only keep us captured for so long and it's just, it's just nature, you know? So there are individuals who aren't as concerned as others. There are healthy people who are looking forward to just going back to regular life. And then there are people who are far more concerned and, and that's okay. I think a lot of it's the balance. So we have to, to find a, a, a way in between that what that looks like i'm not entirely sure i mean this is just such this is this is unprecedented i mean well, I, 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 mean, I, I see, i'm sitting here in my basement with my new studio that i built down here um so and i'm going to be working from here for a long time i'm wondering how you personally have had to adjust to all of this and what it's what it's done for you or, or to you at this point um i've spent a lot of time at home <laughs> a lot of a lot of personal reflection um, and in that personal reflection, you know, I, I realized that, that the industry that I love is, is still going to come back, you know, at it, some point, it, it's going to go back to normal. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful for the future. You know, it's, I think we're going to lose a lot of really great places before this is over. And, and that's tough. That's really tough. Um, I, I think that at one point, maybe we'll all just kind of breathe a little and um and just kind of just just want to go back want to go back to regular life and um you know and in that is is going out in the world and being social again and um you know trying not to be trying not to feel smothered by fear well i i do wonder if if some of these restaurant owners are, are just going to sort of go dormant for a little while the concept will live on maybe the building changes because uh, the rent is is uh, ridiculous where they are or something but a place that somebody has spent their, their blood, sweat, and tears to, to get up and running and has a good reputation that maybe the margins just aren't there right now to make it work. Do you expect to see some of these places maybe come back in a new incarnation, maybe with the same concept, same name, uh, a little bit later on down the road? Oh, I hope so. I, I would hope that a lot of these owners were um, smart enough to stay cash heavy in, in, you know, in a situation like this. Um, because that's that's a lot for a lot of places. That's what it comes down to. If they're not bringing in the income, they're not paying the light bill, and that that's a tough spot to be in. You know, 
it's a lot of responsibility. And, um, you know, and it's almost, it's a lot of responsibility to the, like the community too. You know, we don't want to see a bunch of empty bars and restaurants, whether that just be the situation and, and how that progresses, it's going to be unfortunate, but you know, maybe it will give the opportunity for some of these really bright minds who really want to come into the business to find a building that is uh, for a good price and, and let them, you know, create their dream. Well, I, and lastly, let's sort of end on this concept because it seems to me that something like simple as going out to eat, going to a bar to have a beer, these are things we've taken for granted for a long time. Um, do, you, do you get a sense that there's a new appreciation uh, for the work that is going on uh, with our restaurants, especially trying to get through this COVID situation? Uh, you know, maybe the tips are getting better. People are starting to recognize well, that they got to pony up. I mean, is, is, it, is, it, is there some potential good here? There is. There's definitely light at the end of the tunnel. You know, the people who are coming out and frequenting these bars and restaurants, they are happy to be out. And in that, they are, you know, giving better tips and they're, they're giving more appreciation to, uh, to what we're going through. And, and, it's, and it's really great. It's great to see people who, you know, may have been a little cranky before COVID come in and um, be a lot nicer now. Well, that's, we'll leave it on that <laughs> optimistic note. I, I, you know, that's a good way to end an interview <laughs> like this, given everything that's going on. But uh, Bobby Castor, uh, again, the company is called Barflies, uh, and we appreciate you being on today. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. And this is the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit. Deadline Detroit has some of the best journalists in the city. We're asking you to support independent local journalism by joining our $3 a month membership. Just go to our website and click the ad at the top or go to www.deadlinedetroit.com slash membership.